Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. Lisa Irish said, Each time we say yes to our fears and vulnerabilities, we move closer to our hopes and strengths. This is episode 42 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Marcus Ogden. The sudden loss of his father would be one of the most vulnerable moments of his life, as it was unexpected and he never got a chance to say goodbye. Then he went from being an NFL player to building a successful construction business and then losing it all. He's definitely experienced some of the highest highs and lowest lows in his lifetime. But from it all, he's learned a ton and is now helping people using his story and experience. Whether it be speaking on stages or through his book, The Success Cycle, he's providing people with the tools to become more successful. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Marcus Ogden. Hey, Marcus, thank you for coming on the Vulnerable Podcast. Uh, You were referred to me by our mutual friend, Troy. Um, his story was really great, and he he sort of alluded to the fact that you have a pretty uh, great story as well in terms of facing some struggles and vulnerabilities in your life. So uh, I'm glad you decided to uh, come on. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy talking about you know my story to help audiences and people get inspired. Awesome. So the first question I like to ask every guest is, what is your definition of vulnerability? Vulnerability to me, Brian, is sharing your story, your real story with people who you are, what you've been through, what you succeed at, but more importantly, what you failed at. Everybody has success in life in some degree, and they love to talk about it. But to me, vulnerability is all about sharing your failures, your losses, your difficult times that you've had to persevere through to get to the other side, which in turn, can we hope, will help people that are listening push through their adversities as well. Oh, that's uh, an awesome definition. Pretty much the uh, the whole point of this show is to really help people learn that there is lessons in those struggles and, and how we can sort of, like you said, persevere and get through them. So awesome. I like that one. So looking back on your life and, and go back as far as you want, it's totally up to you. But what would you say would be your earliest memory of facing some sort of vulnerability or struggle in your own life? Uh, but by far, when my parents divorced when I was eight, that was a big struggle. My mom left and I was raised by, well, we, we, me and my brother were raised by a single father. That was big. But as I grew older and really to the time when I was trying, I was living my own life, the big struggle I had was in my first big vulnerability moment was losing my father when I was 25. He was 57. Uh, that was just absolutely, it destroyed me. He was 57 years of age, unexpected. He had some a heart condition, but we thought he made it out of surgery. He did make it out of surgery. We thought he was going to recover. He passed away in ICU, oh unexpected, uh, in the middle of the night. And that was extremely difficult because I was not ready to say goodbye. And I actually didn't get a chance to say goodbye, to be honest with you, because he passed away. And of the day when I saw him before that, that next morning, I ended up, you know, coming to see him, and he told me to get out of his room. He was tired, and I didn't get a chance to say I love you. I was like, you know what? I was hustling out, and he wanted me out. I got to the car. I said, man, I didn't tell him I love him. I said, oh, that's all right. I'll tell him tomorrow. I didn't get a chance. There was no tomorrow to see him. Yeah. So that, for me, as a 25-year-old professional athlete at the time, to deal with that 
was one of the most difficult things I ever had to endure uh, in my life. And even to this day, it's still one of my top three that I've had to go through for sure. No, I, I, I can sort of relate. I mean, it wasn't my father, but my grandfather, when he passed away a few years ago, um, you know, I hadn't, you know, we, we kept in touch. It wasn't like, you know, we didn't talk, but when he had his, his problems with his health, it was sort of out of nowhere as well. Like I didn't know it was coming. I didn't expect it. And by the time he was in the hospital, I couldn't even communicate with him essentially because he was essentially in a coma and I didn't get that chance. And that that hit me hard and and i struggled with that for the last few years of my life for sure and and like i said i can't really but i understand what that sort of feels like when you don't get that chance to like physically or or just you know verbally whatever say goodbye to to somebody so um i could see how that would definitely definitely hit you what what would you say you did or or was there somebody that helped you like how did you start to sort of get through it because i'm assuming that even though like you said you still struggle with it today um, you know, I, from what I know, from, from what I've learned a little bit about you, you've definitely, you know, got to a better place in your life. So what would you say helped you sort of get through that? You know, the first thing was my brother uh, helped me realize that I cannot continue to live my life drinking a lot of Hennessy and wanting to end my life because I lost my father and he wouldn't want that. And that's what ended up getting me to a better place. And then Another thing I went through, another big moment when I went through my bankruptcy, that was in 2013, lost everything, Brian, home foreclosed on, couldn't even get in the house, both cars repossessed in the same day. And I just did a video talking about this because right now it's going on in our, in our society across the globe. People are, are, having, are having their jobs, things are being shut down. And I told people in the video that if someone needs some advice or encouragement, they can text us, set up a little free consultation, a chat, because I've been there. I've been there where I've lost everything. Now, not as from a global pandemic standpoint, but I made some bad decisions in business that cost me everything. So that's another big one of those points we were talking about where I had that vulnerable moment. Then for that point, my wife helped me really get over my father's passing to completely where I been, I will always miss him, but I don't blame myself anymore. And my wife also helped me when I lost my business. Because again, when I moved to Raleigh six and a half years ago, man, I had, I, mean, I had $400 to my name. That's all I had. I had no car. I had no credit cards. I, had, I mean, I had no friends. I had no family. I had nothing. Nothing. And I said, man, I have got to start doing better. And my wife was the catalyst to kind of get me going uh, through that because when we met six months later, I filed bankruptcy and she had a chance to leave. I said, look, you don't want us to be here for this. I get it, but she stayed. And that's what helped me get through that point in my life and my dad's passing as well. No, I, I can, again, I can relate. I mean, the support of the people that you have around you is key, whether it be siblings, friends, family, and my wife, 110% is sort of the catalyst for where my life is right now and where it's headed. Because a few years ago when I lost my job, I thought, you know, end of the world, like, how am I going to pay bills? How am I going to be the supportive right. husband, the man, you know, the things that we all tend oh, to yeah. And, uh, you know, she was the one who sort of said, we'll figure it out and, and sort of encourage me to start figuring out who I was and, and push forward. So I can definitely, again, relate with having that person and that catalyst. And, and you know, funny enough, it's my wife as well. Um, so what, what new strength would you say you discovered in yourself going through all that? Like, it sounds to me like what you've said was re- resilience, perseverance, but, you know, I'll let you sort of let us know. 
So the big thing I found was I was really good with people. I was good at connecting with people, building authentic relationships, and really getting people to open up to me and me open up to them to have genuine friendships. And that's how I built the business that we have today. It all started with a vision and or goal of sharing my story to help other people not go through a bankruptcy. And my first big corporate job, Brian, came from my inner circle. And that person allowed me the opportunity to start sharing my story. And I didn't do a great job the first time. It didn't, it wasn't a good, it wasn't, I had a lot of passion, but I didn't stay on topic. And then to even take it a step further, that person gave me some of the best criticism I ever received. And because of that, it helped me launch my career. So two things I would say that really, that really kind of helped me, I didn't know about myself until I kind of rebirthed myself as a speaker, was I was really good with people, but then also that I was really good at handling constructive criticism when a lot of people are not. No, that's some pretty good strengths to come out of because I think, like you just said, a lot of people aren't that great at, at taking constructive criticism. And I mean, for me, I've had it happen where I've been given constructive criticism and I've let it sort of put me into a negative headspace where I just sort of take it as criticism, not constructive criticism. And then it makes me second guess myself and, and, and overthink and so on and so forth. But it sounds to me like you were able to sort of get past that part um, and, and use it to help you move forward. That's correct. So, I mean, I think you've already touched on it a bit, but what sort of, you know, toll uh, all this happening to you, you know, emotionally, whatever it might be physically, like it sounds like it wasn't definitely easy by any means. So what, how would you sort of, if you had to look at everything that you've, you've sort of talked about so far and the things that you've gone through, the struggles that you've sort of faced to get to where you're at right now, what sort of toll has that taken on you as a person? Uh, Oh God, like from 2013, April until 2016 April it was a nightmare like every day was like hell on earth except for days where I looked at my family and they helped me get through it but from a business standpoint for three years it was hell on earth because I was doing things like football training which I enjoyed uh coaching running camps but I always wanted to speak and for two and a half years, from, sept- from basically September of 2013 till April 2016, I was told no, Brian, on every paid speaking job I went after. No, 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 no. You're not good enough. You don't have a story. Nobody cares about you from your football days. Go coach high school football. Go be an NFL coach if you can get in there. You're not a speaker. We think going to be the next Tony Robbins. Who the hell are you? You have no expertise at this. I, that's all I heard for two and a half years. So you talk about vulnerability. Two and a half years I was told no on every paid job. And it took a toll on me to the point where I almost threw the towel in at the two and a half years. Gave myself two more weeks. And as soon as I said that, the next day I got a message from Miller Mott College. They were interested in hiring me to come and speak at their graduation, their 100th commencement graduation speech. And they said, Marcus, we're looking at paying you. What's your fee? I said, what is you guys' budget? I had never got paid before. They said, well, if we hire you, we can pay you $1,500. You have to get there on your own. And there's no hotel. I was in the state of Carolina. I said, well, I said, great. 
They called me after going through the interview process. Now, I did have a book out at that time called Sleepless Nights, but it was just my story. It wasn't anything great like my yeah. current book, which is uh, The Success Cycle. Man, and they hired me, and I called me and said, you've been hired, and we're paying you $1,500. I remember just jumping through the roof. I'm like, wow. And I was just like, that sounds great. And I hung the phone up, and I cried. And I was happy. I was like, man, yes, someone's paying me for my talent. So, but the toll it took on me, man, for about three years, two and a half to three years was absolutely devastating because it was just no every single time. I, and so something that sort of came to mind as you're saying that, like, and I don't know, maybe if this went through your head as you were trying to reach out and, and so on, but to me, you know, knowing that you're sort of, uh, you were an, an NFL athlete. So, you know, that's not exactly small. Like, I mean, the, the, you're, you're in a professional league that's very well known and everything. Did you sort of imagine that when you went out to say, you know, can I speak here? Can I speak there? And you sort of maybe threw that in there that it would have a little more leverage than it did. Cause it sounds to me like it didn't. Yeah, I, I was, I thought so, Brian, <laughs> but it, it, it worked on the small free jobs. Like, the high school football teams, boys and girls clubs, uh, you know, middle school football teams, you know, the community stuff, it worked great because I wasn't getting paid. Yeah. But when it came time for, for bigger non-for-profit or for corporate, they don't care. <laughs> and so when I talk today, I'll give an hour keynote about two minutes max. It's about my NFL career. That's it because it doesn't matter. People in that realm care more about my business, building an eight-figure construction company in my mid, in my mid to well, my late twenties before I turned right before I turned as I turned thirty. That's what they care about. They care about again my book today, the success cycle, like how I use ambition, drive, and hard work to create what we have today: speaking, consulting, brand ambassador, influencer, all that kind of stuff. That's what they care about. The NFL. It's a nice little cherry on top if you have all those other things. But going after paid jobs in the beginning, Brian, it meant absolutely nothing. It's, it's, again, something that, that sort of brings that comes to mind is, is this conversation that I've had with a few different people is, is how we sort of tie our identities to things. Um, you know, like you, we, I can imagine you tied your identity at one point to sports because that was pretty much your life and, and how at, at some point in our lives we kind of have to be like, crap <laughs> like this this identity yep. that i've had for so many years it's over. yeah it's it's over it's and that's what it was and that's what a lot of professional athletes have the biggest problem with is transitioning after the game there are no lot like i tom brady's now with the bucks which is absolutely i mean i don't know why i mean again 30 million dollars he has 30 million reasons why to keep going yeah but he don't need the money yeah. like if he has a horrible season, like if the Bucks suck, he's gonna go out. Now, again, he's one of the greatest of all time, but it's gonna it's gonna hurt his career. Just unfortunately, like Johnny Unitas when he left the Colts, went to the Chargers. Johnny should have never done that. Like he should just now. Of course, back in the day, they didn't make any money, so Johnny's probably just trying to pay his bills. Yeah. But Tom doesn't have to do that, right? I think what happens is a lot of guys aren't prepared. Right. So this has been a really interesting year in football, like Philip Rivers going to the Colts after 18 years with the Chargers. Brady, after 20 years, going to the Bucs. Like, it's so crazy. Now I'm like, I'm not going to be able to watch football because it's going to be so weird. <laughs> right. But a lot of guys that just Drew Brees is still hanging on after 20 years. Like 
And again, Jason Witten, who retired, came back to the Cowboys, won't shut it down. Now it's with the Raiders. Like, man, but that's what happens. And again, I understand. I mean, I, I, I understand it's hard to leave something you've been doing so long that you don't know anything else. So I get it, and I'm not mad because I've been that way. I was like that in my, thir- my early 30s. Like, well, I should go and try to go back. I mean, I, thought, I should try to go back and try to go. I went to the CFL for a little bit, trying to hang on to my past. And at some point, now those guys are still good enough to do it, but at some point they're going to have to let go of who they were yeah. and come into who they are today. And that's why I was going through with my speaking career. It's like I just did a video. Uh, and I, I wish, oh, I could, I'll text it to you when we're done so you can see it. I said in my intro, hi, my name is Marcus Ogden. I'm a current national, international keynote speaker, best-selling author, and former NFL athlete. I used to always lead with, I'm a former NFL athlete. (laughs) So I was already setting myself to the past versus now I am talking about who I am. I'm okay. I'm proud of who I was, but I'm not that person anymore. So it's about moving forward with some strength and conviction. So that's what I had to learn as a speaker. No, I, I think that that's a key, key point to share with people because I don't think anybody would really look at it the way that you just sort of put it in the sense that I think a lot of people would look at these these sort of dollar amounts, you know, like you just said, like $30 million and think, well, what does he got to worry about? He's got $30 million, like he's got to be happy and this and that. But I think the way that you're putting it in the sense that it might be that it's not the $30 million that's bringing him there. It's the fact that he can't get through his head that you know that he, he needs move to move on. on yeah and and so i, I think that's a key on. point because again it's, i think a lot of us it's, it's happens to a lot of us when like again i somebody said do you want to go back into construction i'm like not really like <laughs> i don't mind being a small like harbor development team to kind of use my name to bring in money and help help other people but do i want to be the guy out there going to job sites and talking to people and trying to get things done and t- working on change or stuff like that? Absolutely not. No <laughs> way. I need to let that go. Like, that was me from 28 to 31, right? That was 20, that, that, that was that four and a half year period, 27 and a half to 31, 30, almost 32. That was the, who I was. Well, actually was, I was told that was 28 to 32. I lost the business when I was 32 years old. So, you know, there it is. I was there for four years, four and a half years. You know what I mean? Had a five-year business, lost and going to the fifth year. I'm not going back to construction in that magnitude. Yeah. I'll be part of a team, but I got to let it go. What I have to do now is focus on how can I be the best speaker, best trainer, best coach, best author, best husband, best father, best community leader, friend. That's what I have to focus on. And that's what vulnerability is to me, too, is being honest enough with yourself to know when you need to let something go and move on with your life no again it's it's i i'm just like i'm standing here going like all these sort of things are running through my head about you know even uh, thinking about reinvention like i think a lot of us we 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 sort of feel like you know we can't do that and yet one one thought that came to my mind earlier this year was like you know, if we look at a lot of products and stuff out there, like every year or two, Apple brings out a new iPhone and they reinvent themselves. And we look at that and we think, oh, that's just normal. But, you know, it's, it's they got to add new hardware, new software, new this, new that. But then when we look at ourselves as people, 
we don't think that reinvention makes any sense. We, we figured like, you know, that, that, that it's too hard, change is too difficult, and that there's no reason to reinvent ourselves yet. We accept it in all these other parts of the world or all these other sort of uh, businesses and subjects. So I just, again, I, I, you're making some strong points here that I think a lot of people are going to connect with because it's, it's just, you know, again, it makes sense. It's life. No, for sure. So how would you say that, and I think you've already touched on it a bit here, but how would you say that everything that you've sort of been through from that early, you know, your parents separating to losing your father to, you know, having to lose, sort of, uh, you know, put the identity of being an NFL player aside and, and the construction, everything, how would you say all of it's helped you get to where you're at right now? I mean, your book, The Success Cycle, I'm assuming has something in that, in your oh, book, yeah. there's, but. And so what I learned is that in order to move on, be who I am today and create success for myself, I have to have a cycle. Ambition, drive, hard work. Ambition is all about creating goals for yourself and a blueprint for your success. Drive is about being inspired to make a real change, not just motivated for a short-term gain to see your goal and vision through to the end. And hard work is focusing on yourself, not your competition, so you can always have the best chance to achieve success. So those three things, plus hitting the repeat button, have helped me through everything in my life to get where I am today, where I'm going to the future, because I want to leave a legacy when I'm gone. People remember me as a guy who helped others and created the best life for my family and my generations you know, after me to just do things in their regard so they can live their best life possible. No, solid. So would you say that at this point in your life, you found success and fulfillment? Or would you say that you're still still on that journey towards it? Oh, no, I, I found success. I, this is my calling. And being a family man, you know, married with two daughters, having a great team around me, being able to live my life the way I want to live it. Uh, you know, I'm doing very well financially now. Uh, and I'm always looking to do better there. Just again, because you want to leave a legacy for your people and your family and all that. But again, I'm not driven by money. It's about what do people say about me and what impact am I leaving? To me, that's what success is. Money comes and goes. I, mean, I, I had millions of dollars in a construction company, lost all in 90 days. So success to me is not about money. It's about what is the positive legacy that you're leaving on society and you're gone. And, and being a family man and having a wife and two daughters again, like I said, being there for them, being an example for them. So when they decide to get married, and you know, however many years that is, kind of a 16-year-old and a five-and-a-half-year-old, that their husbands are like me as far as the example and being there and being what they can, who they can count on. Because, again, I feel that's where a lot of people in society, especially the young girls, if they had more of that father figure who's always there to show them they deserve the best, you have a lot more of uh, those women sometimes who would be much more proud of who they are and not think about, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. No, you're great. I mean, you're phenomenal. And you can be the best and you deserve the best. And that's why I want a lot of young girls today to understand who might be watching. That's also vulnerability is understanding that you deserve the best. And if somebody can't give you that, then they don't deserve your time. <laughs> 
No, it's just, you're, you're, again, you're making a lot of great points here. And the one thing that I really liked about what you had to say there was when you started to find success for yourself, because I think too many of us look at success as what society defines it as. Like you said, at one point in your life, you know, you had the house, you had the cars, and then that all went away. And a lot of people would have been like, well, okay, now I'm unsuccessful and, you know, uh, I failed and that's it or whatever. Whereas you sort of, you know, took it as a lesson, had your people that helped you, you know, sort of be that catalyst to move forward. But now at this point in your life, like you define success, something completely different from what society would, would, would might say success is like you said, it's not about the car. It's not about the money. It's not about the things. It's about the people and the legacy that you leave. And I think that a lot more of us have to understand that success is individually divine, defined, sorry. And, you know, and, and find that definition for ourselves and not let society sort of make it for us. Don't let, don't live your life trying to get approval from everybody else. Cause if you do that, you can live a very unhappy life. No, for sure. So down to the last couple of things here. Um, as, as I, we end the interviews, I like to have my guests give the listeners three key takeaways from their journey, three things that they could then implement into their life. I feel like you've given them in terms of what you said about your book and sort of the steps and the cycle that, that you look at, but it maybe there's something different, but if there's three key takeaways that you can give to our listeners that they could write down and implement um, to help them through their vulnerabilities and their struggles, what would those three takeaways be? Number one, Learn how to promote yourself without bragging on yourself. (laughs) Promote what you've done to help others, your values, your mission statement, your desires to be around those and help them succeed. Promoting yourself and marketing yourself is the only way you'll be able to grow business and it helps you to help others. Number two, be honest with yourself and take accountability. If you want to be great, be accountable for your own life, your own actions, and whatever goes on in your life. And if you don't do that, then you're going to have an issue. And third, be confident in yourself. And you get confidence from three things. Great physiology, moving, being energetic. Two, controlling your mental focus. Worry about what you have, not what you don't have and believe at your core you deserve to succeed. If you can do those three things, that gives you confidence. Put all three of those together, promote yourself, be accountable, and put yourself in a situation where you're confident in your abilities, you can have anything you want in life. Again, this this interview, although I know it's coming close to an end and it's been short, it's it's probably one of the um, more powerful ones that I've had just because though, although you're very concise, the, the points that you're making are very actionable. They're, they're things that I think anybody can relate to and anybody can action on. It's not, you know, you don't have to have this, uh, you know, eight figure business. You don't have to have all these things in life. You could take a lot of these steps and implement them to whatever. And that's one thing that when I spoke to Troy and he recommended you, cause I was telling Troy how I want to get into speaking. That's something that's a goal of mine. You know, this podcast is definitely part of that, but you know, I want to do more of it. And he was like, you know, speak with Marcus. He's the guy to talk to. And I can see why, because everything you're saying makes complete sense is how to sort of push forward and, and get those, those goals reached. So um, a solid three there. So the last thing yeah, is, is just really, uh, you know, an opportunity for my guests to promote themselves. You know, you've taken the time to come on here today and share your story. And, and, you know, so I just want to give you a few minutes to just promote whatever you got going on, whatever you want to put out there. So the floor is yours. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so if anybody wants to connect with me, they can send me an email, Marcus, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S underscore Ogden, O-G-D-E-N at yahoo.com. People can also find me on our website, www.marcusogden.com. It's time for our newsletter. We send out a, we send out a newsletter once a month. Not once a week, not once a day, once a month. To stay on top of mind, we talk about things like diversity and inclusion, hiring coaches to keep your team up and running fast and efficient and strong. You know, we're just a very simplistic, actionable, item-driven newsletter once a month to stay at the top of mind. Uh, you can buy our book, The Success Cycle. It's one of the best $25 investments you can make because it gives you action steps and it has different exercises in each chapter to help you go from where you are to where you want to be. And the last thing I'm just going to say is you have to always, always tell people your why, your how, and your what. Why do you want to be in front of them? Why should you be in front of them? What passion do you have to help them? So give them your why, your how, what services do you provide? How can you help them with their business, with their growth, with their own success? And then what? What can they expect as a result of working with you or being around you? More revenue, more profitability, acquiring their goals, reaching their visions. So again, in life, when you're talking to people, deliver your, your why, your how, and your what. And you have the best chance of achieving success. Awesome, man. I, I really appreciate this. Like I said, uh, you know, these are, you just keep giving more and more and more and more, even though I only asked for three tips, there's another one and there was a bunch in this episode. So I hope people really listen to this one, take some notes and, and take as much as they can out of it. I, I listened to all my episodes over and over again. I listen to them after I've released them. Uh, so I'll be listening to this one again, taking some stuff away from it for sure. Um, so yeah, thank you for, you know, quickly connecting with me uh, and, and taking the time to come on here and, and sharing so openly. I appreciate it a ton. And, and I look forward to being connected with you because in 30 minutes, you've given me a lot and I can only imagine what being connected with you will continue to provide. So thank you again. No problem, Brian. Talk to you soon, my friend. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also follow me, Brian Almeida, by searching my name on all platforms. If the podcast has impacted you in any way, I would also greatly appreciate a review. Lastly, if you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, I would love to have them on. Thank you and see you next week.